Last week on Film Fights. I just don't well, even I just, understand. I don't understand why well, you would even choose a movie like be, this. Uh, because, are you kidding me? Like, I'm, I'm talking about the intention. Santa with muscles. Oh, now here we go way- again. Philosophizing about... This movie sucks, John. <laughs> I mean, of course it this sucks. This movie is... T- I don't... I do not like this movie. Well, you know what I don't like? Nightmare Before Christmas. What? I did like the movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing that we're doing right now is not what we're doing? No. Hello, lovely spectators. Welcome to Film Fights. I am your host, John O. Rodriguez. And of course, with me is my delightfully fresh and ready to go, Conrad Hartman. Hello, Conrad. Hi. I am so fresh and ready to go. I know you would be. (laughs) Conrad, I'm like a can of sushi. (laughs) What? I'm always ready to go. Which brings us to our first sponsor. Yeah. (laughs) Sushi can. Available in 48 states. It's surprisingly alcoholic. (laughs) Well, that's to preserve its freshness. Preserve its freshness. That's right. It's a good ricey, eely goodness. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. So, Conrad, as you know, and some of our. fans know some of our listeners know uh this is our mini episode so can you explain to me and maybe them as well what we're doing today i'm gonna do the best i can excellent for this week's mini we've got a new segment called i'm just not that into you so in this episode we've chosen a classic beloved film that one or both of us just isn't into for reasons that will become clearer in the episode. This week, we chose Tim Burton's classic, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I very much adore and love. Jono is just not that crazy about. So this week, it's not really a fight. It's not a battle. There's no conclusion. As usual, the choice is left up to you, the listener. But there's no winner that we will actually announce at the end of this episode. We're just going to talk about how we feel. It's going to be like a little happy listening circle, but we'll be mean to each other too, probably. Well, there's no winner who uses drugs. That is not true. Wasn't at that wor- all? Wasn't most that- of the winners I know <laughs> Was have that- definitely used drugs? <laughs> Was that worth me waving my <laughs> finger in front of you to let me speak? <laughs> Sorry, you said that. I thought of uh, Narc on Arcade. <laughs> Narc on Arcade? What are you talking about? Narc. The NES. Well, it's a, when it's on Arcade. It's well, a, folks, oh, I hope you enjoyed our discussion about Tim Burton's <laughs> The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, which is interesting because uh, obviously you uh, speak a lot of praises about it. You you actually watch it every year. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And the last time I saw this movie was over a decade ago. Wow. Possibly. That's wild to me. Possibly a decade and a half. Like I and I've seen this movie maybe 3 times in my three life. 3 times? Yeah, in my life. I mean, that's a normal amount of times to, to have see seen a movie. Any, to see a movie. <laughs> but I mean, but with a movie like this that is kind of a traditional like Charlie sure. Brown, you know, it's like you watch it every year kind of thing. Have you ever seen any Christmas carol before in your life? 
I'm sorry, any Christmas carol <laughs> I'm just like kidding. that knock on the door and sing and you no. have to give them a tip or whatever? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the lot lizard that hangs out <laughs> <What>? <laughs> by the year-round Christmas store. Remember those? Nobody knows what that is. Does anyone remember what a lot lizard is? And the lizards, they have died. And the lizards, they have died. And the lizards, they have died. And the lizards, they have You remember that there was that store... It's a mall that's been bulldozed now. Sack and save? It was a... (laughs) Wow, that is a very specific regional joke. No, there was a store that sold Christmas decorations all all year round. Just right down... Right not far from here. Oh, Tuesday morning. (laughs) No! Anyway, so Nightmare Before Christmas. I thought that was funny. It's a classic. No, no, no. It is a classic. I'm not not disparaging that. And, And as Conrad beautifully described... Uh, look, I'm not just. Uh, look, I'm not that into you. <laughs> I just fudged up because. Look, I'm just not that into you. <laughs> it's a. Seg- you wrote it. <laughs> it's a segment I thought of, and I keep forgetting. It's actually the uh, title of a song by this band called Piebald. It probably originated somewhere else, but that's where I know it from. And I thought that was such a good uh, expression. Also, one of my favorite bands that uh, Jono introduced me to. It's uh, a great Adam, band. They're Adam, really Adam, great. In teenage, if you've not years. heard Piebald, they're from the Boston area and they are wonderful. It doesn't look good to me. It doesn't look good to me. It doesn't look good to me. To me, that's a, that's a fun little concept because we all we all have that movie that is loved by many, and you just don't you know you you either don't get it or you're just not into it it's not to say that it's bad and i will never i will never say the nightmare before christmas is a bad movie because it is absolutely not it is beautifully crafted the Mm -hmm. songs are wonderful the um i think hot topic kind of ruined this movie for me a little bit a little bit let me get into this because I used to work at Hot Topic. I know. So I understand. So you ruined this movie for me. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know exactly. I'm with you. No, the the movie it fell under the same uh, problem that a movie like Napoleon Dynamite fell, up, uh, fell under. Sure. Where Napoleon Dynamite is also a really good movie, but it got like, I don't know, like completely homogenized and completely overblown into to be this... Got over, or I mean, not hyped because it's after the movie, but it just got thrust in your face over and over. Right, again. and I think part of that is just uh, to the, I guess, just to the normal um, public. I guess they see something like this and go, "Oh my, oh my god, a movie like this? That's so crazy!" But when you watch, when you're a you know fucking filmophile, that's what we're called, right? <laughs> um, you're called a somethingophile, but. <laughs> We'll get into that. It's cake. (laughs) I do love cake. So Hot Topic kind of tainted how I felt about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas in general. It's funny that you bring up Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. Because it was the same weirdo uh, kids in high school that, you know, would like meow at you when you walk by their locker. Uh, They were my friends. But the point is... (laughs) Uh, I think I know, you went they to... all bought the same they all bought the same things trip jeans those big super wide black jeans with a bunch of chains on them I think you're talking about 
like the gay bars and not <laughs> high school, right? Is that what you're talking about? The name um, of the bar is high school. <laughs> oh, and you have to wear... It's like a, an ironic thing. You have to wear like a sweater vest and a tie, and you're like, oh, I'm a schoolboy. Well, you can dress in S&M stuff, but if only if you're cosplaying the coach from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. is <laughs> a real deep cut. Whoa! <laughs> he wasn't even in S&M gear, but he was yes, he S&Ming. Was. He was? No, he wasn't. He was just nude. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> oh, Nightmare Before Christmas 2 when Freddy... <laughs> look, look, we don't... <laughs> this is a mini. <laughs> if you've heard our previous minis, you know we get off track. Look, the point is, is that... Okay, you know what? Let, let me just... Let, let's do... Let's just drive the points here. Um, I don't want to... And, and again, I'm sorry. I don't want to like uh, monopolize the uh, time here. But I just want to say that rewatching it uh, recently, um, after not watching it for over a decade, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've noticed that, wow, you know, actually this is a very well put together film. It It's... The skill on it is amazing. The the songs are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually loved a lot about it, but there were too many moments where I fell into that question trap where I thought, okay, well, why does why does Jack uh, want a different lifestyle? Right, because he's king in this world. Everybody loves him, but he's, ugh, I'm, I, I'm so that's over it. very I'm easily so answerable. And then he, go, okay, then what's the answer? The answer is the same. It's a, I mean, it's a common thread, I think, throughout humanity. You've got people who live very privileged lives who are adored and have lots of wealth and they get bored with it. And so, he even says it. He's tired of doing the same thing all the time. So he wants to change it up. And then at the end, he realizes he's best where he belongs with the crowd that made him feel adored and made him feel like something and realized that that's where he belonged all along. So it's it's a very human kind of thing for a skeleton oh, to okay. have in a land of monsters. <laughs> I see. It, it's more of a identity crisis yeah. kind of story. He just, which, well, he's just tired of being in the same loop, and then he's like, know, "All I right, mean, this I, is this is a way to kind of break it up, break okay. up the monotony, and do something different." And then at the end, that refreshes him to what he belonged doing in the first place. Oh, I see. So it's like um, I'm so good at this. So it's like Jingle All the Way, where <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm so good at this. At what? Con- convincing? No. Um, and talking about the most obviously good musical. Well, no, it's I just no, no, no. It, it, it's yeah. That that is kind of the core of the story. Um, it's the Corey. It's the Corys. Haim the- and Feldman. Um, that's. The, I mean, that's how it's presented. He has a movie with the Corey. Yeah, yes. If if Corey Haim was Jack Skelleman and uh, Skelleman and Corey Feldman was Demaga. No, Ma- it should be Corey Mayor. Skelman. Oh, shit. what are you doing? Whoa. Wasted opportunity. Also, <laughs> that's it was, why I have you on the show. It was actually originally called The Lost Boys Two: Colon The Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, moving on to another point is. <laughs> 
you see how I surrendered that battle. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Now, moving on to the other, uh, another point is, okay, let's talk about Sally then, okay? Okay. Sally was a 15-year-old girl from Nebraska. Played by Catherine O'Hara. Yes, Catherine O'Hara does a uh, wonderful job portraying both um, Sally, Sherry, Sally. Sally and Shock. Sally and uh, Shock. Sh- Shock. Her name is Shock. Which is the witch? The, the trick-or-treat witch. I hated those fucking children. Anyway. Well, they're antagonists. They, But they're supposed to be working with the... Per, with, all right, look. Anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about Sally. Um briefly for a long time. So Sally played by is, Catherine O'Hara <laughs> is a Frankenstein girl monster. <laughs> is a girl Frankenstein. No, monster. she's not made of corpse pieces. She's yes, a doll. Yes, she is. She's sewed up. Yeah, she's a doll. She's stuffed All right, with what whatever. Let's not stuffing. get into let's not like get into, leaves. <laughs> leaves of grass. Let's not get into the semantics here, right? She's she's a sewed up whatever, right? She's a thing that was made by you say she's made of soda? She was made by the the grandpa in in <laughs> Christmas Vacation, <laughs> in a rare crossover <laughs> moment of this film. Okay, th- th- there's so many. Oh God, this should be a full episode. Listen, look. The point is, <laughs> the point is, th- I get tired. Okay, and this is something. Man, that, you really are trying to force yourself not no, to like this. Movie. No, 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 no. I'm not. It, it's just that uh, uh, this is the same problem I have with a lot of. People I know, I I get so bogged down by the um, details, right? And so for me, it's okay. Sally is, I guess, the slave slash mm-hmm. right. She's a slave mm-hmm. daughter or something of this <laughs> slave daughter wheelchair uh-huh. ghoul. Yep. So his Scientist. intention is, I'm gonna make this girl to feed me soup every day. <laughs> And I'm going to deny her to ever go out. And so she has to sneak out. And every time she sneaks out, he gets mad and locks her in a a, a room. When he had the ability to just create a wife, which they show for like a second at the end of the movie. Like, oh, he could have just done that the whole time. Shared his brain. Yeah, they also live in a town with the clown with the tearaway face. So... I think no, that you're really we will trying not to talk about the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most common character in all I of am Halloween. The clown with the tearaway face. You know, the, I, I like every that he town. says that like everyone knows. Like, oh yeah, of course, the clown with the tearaway he's, face. It's well, he's the resident the clown monster. with the tearaway face. I mean, the, the, I'm just saying, like, look, it's part of the Halloween logic. Like, sh- well, she's my, you know animated doll slave and she poisons him with like deadly nightshade and then he wakes up with a headache just like huh that rascal that seemed like it would would be a bigger story point but it wasn't it It was a pretty big plot device no because i guess not because it was not because she could leave any time the the plot it was just it was just character as illustrated when she escapes to give jack the little care package which meant nothing in the long run. Um, she could illustrating their care. That's well. No, no, what I'm saying is that she could escape any time, so she doesn't need to go through the rigmarole of tricking him or drugging him, because she could just leave with no cons. Like, like there was the the biggest consequence. The only consequence was he locked her into this room <laughs> that she could just escape from. So. 
Okay. If if like because like the movie was seventy six minutes, right? If they would have expanded it to ninety minutes, right, and kind of like filled in that gap of like, oh well, she there's a there's a dynamic between them. Yeah, but that's just that's supposed to just be like kind of backstory character stuff. It's not supposed to be. No, like, no, 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 no. It's it's just like there's no backstory. No, it's okay, just okay. I, I just mean that's like belongs a, to that's him. like a backdrop. Right, it's not supposed to be something that drives the story. It's just <laughs> like giving another dimension to the world and to the character. Uh, no, I understand that. I, I just, I just, you know, me, you know, it's just. Uh, I, just <laughs> I hate things that are good. I hate things that are good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, well, you said you love the music, right? The music is brilliant. I liked Danny okay, Elfman. It, I no 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 yes the, now here's the deal from an from an academic point of view I like the music but from a personal point of view I found some of the music to be very slow. Are you ready for this? Boring. I'm gonna throw this out there. I think that if it were longer, this film could be considered an operetta, almost. Oh almost, sure, oh, almost well, yeah because. There is there's more music than di- there is dialogue. dialogue. There's lots of them singing their motivation and singing like what's going on. Yes, I and didn't so remember that. You could like, almost have, if they wanted to, could have almost made this an operetta like Gilbert and Sullivan, like Pirates of Penzance, like operetta. They're singing most of their motivation and things. So I actually think that's brilliant, and that's why not all the songs are as dynamic because they're the lyrics are literally like I have to say like what's going on and explain things. I have to have hmm, exposition okay. in the lyrics because that's how operettas and operas work. You have to have those moments if you're going to have that much music. In an operetta. In an operetta. You know, that's that's true and like yeah, watching this I was reminded that Oh wow! More I feel more than half of this is told in song, right? Rather than in dialogue, and that I mean that's kind of neat because you don't see that a lot. Um, I mean, this is what you said ninety three. Um, I mean, that's a hell of a risk even mm-hmm. back then because uh, even a movie like Grease I feel was a fifty fifty with mm-hmm. dialogue and music. And I felt this was a little bit like a 60-40 sure, music yeah, to dialogue. Yeah. I, I think that's um, about right. Because I remember feeling... Man, it might even be heavier on the music side. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said 60-40. Yeah, it might be even more. I'm saying it oh, might be 70, even more 30. than that. Be- well, just because it's... It feels that way. It's only... A, like, yeah, like I'm you said, it's it, only 76 minutes long. Like, yeah. It's, and there's uh, there's a full soundtrack's worth of songs on here. And... Uh, and the songs were great, but I. This is more of a personal note. So, so just so you guys know, everybody, you Conrad and everybody listening, this isn't me academically grading this movie. I'm more just saying he won't, he hates you and he wants your pets to die. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Why would you spoil it? <laughs> I was too excited. Yes, I want your pets to die. Too much mountain eggnog. <laughs> no, it's just like because I, I do love musicals. I you know singing in the rain. I love. I love Rocky Horror. I love um, uh, Chicago. Is one of my favorite 
modern musicals. Um, but I felt that with the uh, presentation of it, I guess, there was too much music, too much somber music. Like the the most joyous music is the what's this, what's this, these white things everywhere. It's it's like that's the most like you could you could sleep to this movie, but when that song comes on, you're thinking, oh shit, this is a movie. Um what? <laughs> talking about there's like at the very beginning it's like ooh, i'm a scary vampire and oh i'm a big monster like that's all real punchy and fun and i don't remember spooky and halloweeny i don't remember that song before we get to Um, the christmasy stuff no but even here comes halloween there's only like two somber three no no no, no, but but i'm I'm just saying that even like something like here comes halloween which is a this is halloween whatever earlier you said everything is halloween oh my god it doesn't matter it's halloween it's a halloween song actually oh no that's actually what it's called it doesn't matter it's halloween it doesn't matter it's halloween yeah the vampires are all like it doesn't matter um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because there's four I didn't of them. realize that they wrote this movie in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's just skip. Let's just skip to the biggest problem for me. Okay, and and you need to dispel this immediately. Done. The boogeyman or what? A boogie woogie. Okay. Oogie boogie. Why? Okay. Does he exist? No, no, no. <laughs> well, yes, but every movie has. Every movie of this caliber, especially a Disney movie, has, you know, the good guys and the bad guys. A right? central antagonist. Right. And so he had to be it, but it was kind of like, why? Because he's a bad guy like everyone else. Everyone else. Like, because remember the, the song when they're he talking about when didn't... Jack is introducing Christmas to everybody and everyone's like, oh, so it's pus and we, we everyone, it's a dead cat. And he's like, no, that's not quite it. So, like, everybody has malicious intent. So, why is Boogie Woogie the bad guy? And also, why is he worse than everyone else? I'm actually not going to dispel that. I'm actually going to take it a step further. <laughs> oh, okay. And say that, that you're not in into the it? plot, he actually didn't really have a tremendous purpose. He no. didn't. So, he tortured Santa Claus. For some reason. Because but, those goddamn fucking But kids, those kids are the ones that did all the work. They're the real bad guys of the and movie. And also, when Jack had Santa kidnapped, and those kids were like, okay, we got him. And he's like, all right, great, bye. Where did he think they were taking him? Like, to the Ramada? <laughs> they to, thought, like, relax? Well, no, they thought they would... Swim in the indoor pool? They thought they would keep him in at his At your bathtub. local Ramada? <laughs> Ramada's the sponsor this week. They're not. Future Jono, make sure they know it's a joke. Uh, um, lo- lawyer Jono, take care. No, of that. we will not introduce a new character. <laughs> He's a lawyer who demands justice. My client has been framed with killing college gymnasts and eating their skin, but that is only half true. His goal to seek the truth. Just tell me where you hid the bodies, Mrs. Hartman. I'm telling you, I don't know. He's a lawyer who's not afraid to push the boundaries. Objection, your honor. Prosecutor, object this. In a world where respect comes at a cost. Fuck you, your honor. Tune in this Christmas to Lawyer Jono. <laughs> the defense rests. Radar starts Friday. Look, look. The point is, um, 
those kids are the real antagonists because without them, sure. none of this would happen. Also, actually, Jack is the protagonist and the antagonist. He's the reason why there's that's true a conflict. Yes. But it's a classic scream situation. <laughs> sure, Ghostface was the was the good guy and the bad guy at the same time. What? No, there wasn't a good guy. Oh, I'm thinking. Talking about? I'm thinking of a different movie. Well, I hope you've enjoyed <laughs> well, the thanks, episodes thanks of Film Fights. Uh, the show does not exist anymore <laughs> because of my inept. Last episode, uh, it's ineptitude actually. <laughs> Wow. Can't even say it right. I can't even I can't even fuck up that. <laughs> Boy, I did fuck up that. <laughs> I no, fucked up the fuck I up get, I get what you're saying. Oogie Boogie is a weird thing, but I I think that also in Why in was he gambling? Like this, because he's why a gambling he, boogeyman and he doesn't he from play the fair. Bayou? He wasn't from the bayou. That's He's clearly from the bayou. It was like Cab Calloway fucking. Here's a little tune we're going to play for you. Take nothing to it and it's easy to do. Call the Calloway Boogie. It's the Calloway Boogie. Here's the thing, though. I think that with movies like this, you just kind of have to give in to the fantasy world of it. Yeah. And I know that we talk about suspension of disbelief, but this is more than that. This is really just like letting yourself go into this realm and just accept its rules i know no 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 no. you're correct like especially a movie of this caliber it's like it's like questioning the the logic of like a looney tunes and i know i always bring that up (laughs) i swear to god i was like it's gonna be tales from the crypt or looney tunes (laughs) no no no. And, and while i was watching this i did have that on my mind i was thinking well i have to just submit and go into it but i just it's a good movie, but I'm I'm just not into it. I I just can't get into it. And everything you're saying is correct. Everything that everybody says is correct. I just I don't like 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 I said the the what is this the the white things in the air. <laughs> what's this? What is this? What, what is this? this? What is this? Uh, what's this? Come on, tell me what you've got with this. Stop that. <laughs> so no, no like like. That song is awesome, but all the other songs were just like, and and I know, and here's the thing, I know it's supposed to be dreary, it's supposed to be macabre. I also think those songs are beautifully written. Yeah, sure, yes, but the melodies I, especially, and but the orchestration. It, they just kind of like every time it happened, I kept like like you said, it almost felt like an operetta where it's you get two minutes of dialogue and then another song and then two minutes and then another, and it got to a point where. I just thought, oh my god! Like I just want to see the story. I don't. I know how everyone feels already, um, but again, that's just me. I just, I'm not into it. I'm sorry, but you know what? I totally get your points. You heard my side. I heard your side. You're obviously <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm just really sorry that this movie's fandom hurt you so badly because i really feel like they're the reason why you don't love this movie and uh, i'm sorry that you can't open your heart back up to it no the movie is why that changes because i just watched it recently and (sighs) no (laughs) i i don't i can't let myself believe that (laughs) well again like you know we all get to like the things that we like Uh, i mean i liked santa with muscles for instance last week and you did not <laughs> right. That's correct. So we can all be wrong a little bit, right? Oh boy. 
you guys at home are thinking, oh yeah, John, you're wrong twice in a row. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, those, honey, yeah, you at me and let's talk about how dumb Jono is. Honey, I dare you to watch both of those movies last week and Nightmare and tell me that Santa with the Muscles is not the best. <laughs> you can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> I'm the true troll today, this week, tonight. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for coming in. Uh, uh, thanks for join- joining us. <laughs> That's what makes me super unique. <laughs> hey, well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Remember, if you want to connect with us, if you have ideas for future film fights, spotlights, different episode topics, email us at battles at filmfightspodcast.com. Even if it's a movie that I don't like. Even better if it's a movie <laughs> that Jono doesn't like. That probably means it's a good movie. <laughs> oh, and- you mean like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Ooh, I love that movie. So make sure you like and subscribe. We're on Spotify and we're on Apple Podcasts and we're also on our website, filmfightspodcast.com. We have a website. Filmfightspodcast.com. <laughs> please, please email us. Please. For the love of God, we're so bored. We need something to do. Um no, but thank uh, thank you, Conrad, for uh, for your insight on this wonderful film. That it is. Well, I'm not saying that sarcastically. It is a wonderful film. Uh, I'm just, yeah, huh, you know. Whatever. Hey, and I I appreciate your opinion. Sure, incorrect though it may be. <laughs> sure, uh, I've been John Rodriguez, and I'm still Conrad Hartman. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Merry Christmas everyone. and happy holidays. We'll see you next next week. When uh, we do Santa Claus movies. Oh my goodness. No way. Oh my God. If one of them is Santa with muscles, I will eat my hat. If one of them is Santa with muscles, I will eat your hat. <laughs> if one of them is Santa with muscles, I'm going to eat your fucking cat. <laughs> if one of them is Santa, Santa with muscles, I will eat your mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Something we said earlier rhymed with hat, and I can't remember it now. There's a lot of things to run with that. Yeah, whatever. All right, goodbye. Thanks, thanks, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for supporting us. This is part of the outro. <laughs> Everything is Halloween. Is that what the lyric is? This is Halloween, not everything is Halloween. <laughs> everything no. is Halloween? No, I know. Everything is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> everything is Halloween, Halloween.